Good morning, beautiful people. Happy Thursday. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. Welcome to Love Babs. Love Talk. I tell you, these days and weeks are flying by so quickly. Uh, I hope my Jewish brothers and sisters had a peaceful fasting for Yom Kippur. And uh, I hope the new year begins with peace. So how's everybody doing? I had the most amazing time yesterday. So I went to New Britain to see the vice president, Kamala Harris, um, in conversation with Johanna Haynes, in conversation with um, Alexis McGill Johnson, who was the CEO of uh, Planned Parenthood Federation. And... uh, it was amazing. All that black girl magic on that stage, in that room. Uh, shoot. It was amazing. It was truly amazing. So uh, I was glad to be in the space. There was a lot of Deltas in that room. I saw Karen DeBose Walton, of course. Uh, I saw a bunch of other Soros that I know from Hartford and beyond. Um, so it was really, really, it was really, really nice. And it was a good space, right? Like, I, you know, when, when I first got invited to this, and, you know, you get your invitation from the White House. Um, first of all, I had anxiety because I thought, eh, I'm not going to clear clearance. I'm a felon. So, you know, felons are not welcome in a lot of spaces, particularly around, um, you know, vice presidents and presidents. But they seem to be all right with it. Plus, I wasn't, I'm not a violent felon. Like I didn't kill people. <laughs> so, so once I got over that hurdle, so we went, I went, it was at uh Central Connecticut State University, which I've never been on their campus. I mean, you see, been on one campus, you've been on them all, right? This ice water is so damn good this morning. So, so I get there, and it's in it's in one of the buildings in a small auditorium theater small theater it was just enough it was just enough people that i didn't feel like you know it was going to be a mob or something or other it was great and i and i i'm telling you i was like two rows away from the stage i was two rows away from the stage so i had like a bird's eye view it was great it was it was really really good i enjoyed the conversation um, you can see Kamala Harris is very at home in this role as vice president. Um, and she, and she knows how to read the room, Do you know, she knows how to read the room. So, um, our governor was there, you know, he seems very comfortable these days too. You know, he got on stage, said his remarks and got off, but he seems very at ease. He seems more at ease than when I, than when he first came on the scene. So I don't know if the, if, you know, if the job is suiting him or if he's digging the job or whatever, but he seems to, he seems to be all in. Um, the the uh, education secretary who was a graduate of um, Central showed up and he, you know, he had some remarks. I mean, it was good. Nice, nice, nice trot out of the lovelies. And, you know, Johanna Haynes is up for uh, re-election and I think she's running against George Logan, who was a uh, black Republican and and he wasn't, he wasn't there. I guess women's issues is not his thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else to say. Cause you know, then they, then they talked to him at some point and he's like, oh, they chose to go this route. 
I don't even know. He was making it seem like this wasn't a, like there was more important, other more important issues. And I was, I wanted to just call him up and say, you know what? That's not the cards you want to play. Like you, you don't want to play that card because if women's issues are not addressed, if women's rights are being taken away from them, there's no point to having conversations about the economy, about anything else, because women are the backbone of this country. And if their issues and their rights are being challenged, that's going to challenge everything across the board. But he's not bright enough to see that because he's toting that Republican bucket of piss. And when you do that, you are short-sighted always, always. If I was him, I would have been in the room. I would have been in a room because that would have been a way to say, yes, I believe in this conversation. It's not that you you are against women's issues when you don't show up to stuff like that it makes you look like you don't give a damn and that it really is political for you and you're a guy and if you're not running up a a a piece of legislation saying all boys ought to be um have a vasectomy at age 13 and they can get it reversed when they're 25 and can prove that they are husband material, then what are, what are you even doing? So I was, I, so I, I just found that disingenuous. I didn't see the protesters yesterday when I drove up. So I don't know where they were. I don't know what time they were out there. I, you know, these little misguided souls, <laughs> poor babies, you know, you know, white man. I saw a couple of black people in there, you know, they always got to get a few. Um, I, so I, I didn't see any of the protests. Like I didn't see when I drove up, it was fine. I drove up went into the garage, walked across campus. I didn't see any protesting anywhere. I saw a hell of a lot of Secret Service. And they were um, they were very nice. You know. They were very, very nice. Very, very nice. I, I was uh, I was very impressed. You know, they, you know, they, they run a tight ship. And I, I didn't carry my purse. I left my purse in the car because I knew they was going to have to dump it, you know. I'm like, who needs that? So I put everything in my pocket and strolled in, and uh, it was good. Uh, it, was a, it was a really good conversation. And, uh, and I think it's a conversation that, you know, uh, men have to have too now. Men have to have these conversations too. They do. And, uh, I, and listen. I don't give a damn what your faith is. Your, your, your faith ain't challenged. <laughs> you, you can still believe whatever you believe. <laughs> I know this. The government doesn't have a right to tell me what to do with my body. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> so, so it was a good conversation. I'm glad I went. It didn't take all day. Got up there. Uh, I left here at about uh, a little before 10. I got up there at about, I don't know. 10 40 or so because it was a lot it was a lot of traffic it was a lot of traffic on these highways and byways it took me a little bit and uh and i you know i had on real shoes because you know i hadn't been able to wear real shoes for the last few years because of the hip surgery so i had on real shoes yesterday so i was like i felt like um the bgs was following me you could tell by the way that Wait, you can tell by the way she walks, she's a woman's man. No time to talk. <laughs> so, 
Oh, it was cute. <laughs> so I did that. That was fine. That was fine. That was fine. That was fine. It was uh, Johanna Haynes had on a great pink suit. I must say a gorgeous pink suit. And uh, I don't know if she's an AKA, but she had on a pink suit. I was like, hmm, I spy a pink suit that I would really, really like to have, you know. Um, so they all, I mean, it was great. It was a great conversation. It was nice to have Alexis McGill in town. I mean, that's pretty high powered to have the uh, CEO of the Federation um, on stage, but it's, it is the vice president of the United States. So, so you, when you have a serious conversation, you got to bring all the serious players. And uh, and the run up to it was uh, was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was pretty damn good. So uh, and then and then I just made my way back to New Haven. I tried to get in town before it was dark. That, I know it must have poured. I got I got in town just as it was starting to rain. Just as it was starting to rain, and I was I was like tired and oh my god, you know. Oh yeah, I heard about this this car accident business. Uh, and is it a cover up, or do they, or do they just not tell you that it was a car accident? I don't. I mean, I don't. I I I think we you know we're we're such a scandalized group of people at the moment. You know, we we find a scandal in everything. Ooh, she ate just peanut butter undercover. <laughs> Choosy people choose Jif. <laughs> I don't know. But um, so if they're accused of. Uh, uh, they OK, so they screwed up driving and lied about it at first. OK, well, I mean, that's a. Uh, that's a tough that's a tough. Uh, that's a tough one, because, you know, they're charged with um, keeping her safe and. uh I hope they wasn't in Connecticut. <laughs> they was in the what? They was on their way to the White House. <laughs> Ooh, it struck a curb, and the vice president was transferred to another vehicle. So, I is that, is that an accident? Like, I mean, how many of us? How many of us haven't hit a curb? I'm just trying to understand. So, yeah. So this is in D.C. So, um, so I guess. They had to put her in another car. I don't, know. I don't know how these things work. You know, I, I just don't know. But uh, uh, she doesn't strike me as somebody who would like not handle that. <laughs> like she, if if I'm if if I'm in a dog fight and I need to pick a team, I'm picking her on my team because she looked like she could uh, she looked like she could kick some ass. I'm not kidding you. Watching her and her movements, she don't look like she's afraid. She's a sister through and through. And plus she went to Howard. So I know, I know she could carry her own weight. Um, so they were on their way to struck a curb and then they put her in another. So when they struck a curb, did the tire go flat or something? Like, I'm just trying to understand. If you hit a curb, just keep it moving. Oh, I don't know. You know, everybody's fearful, right? Like everybody's fearful. You try to downplay stuff. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, you know, we want to know what's happening because we don't want nothing happening to her on anybody's watch. We don't want anything happening to that sister while while she is in this role or any role for that matter. But she's got a whole team around her. 
if they can't drive, find people who can. That's that's where I'm at. So hitting curbs. I saw a bus do that the other day, a school bus. I was like, damn, what is that? what is going on here? So yeah. And I've hit curbs with my car and blew the tire. So maybe that's what happened. But yeah, so we're not gonna we're not gonna have a motorcade motorcade gate. <laughs> we're, not, we're not gonna have motorcade gate. She, as long as she's fine, she is fine. She is fine. Uh, happy happy anniversary, ten year anniversary, Marcella Renee Hughes with Howard Hughes. They're actually a lovely couple. Happy anniversary to them, celebrating ten years. Um, it's nice to see people still falling in love and. Uh, somebody asked me the other day about my dating life and uh i don't i don't i don't think i date i think i just see people and then <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know the older you get the more you just can't tolerate stuff listen i'm excited for a date i never want to be not excited for a date I never want to, I never want to be that person. I'm not that jaded. I believe in romance. I'm romantic. I romance my friends. Um, but I, 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 but this idea of dating, I, I haven't thought about it much because I've got so many other moving parts and, uh, and I've got good guy friends who I see on a regular basis. So I don't feel like, um, I, I think the only thing that I would be missing is somebody was sleeping over or I was sleeping somewhere with them, you know, that's the only thing that probably would be the thing that I would say I'm not doing on a regular basis. And even that just sounds, you know, like, eh, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's because I'm just older and you just think about things a little differently and, and, you know, all the equipment works. I'm not worried about that, you know, and I'm still in the age, I'm still in that age where the men that I know, I know it still works, but that window is closing. <laughs> that window is that window is coming to a close. Have a nice day, Brianna. <laughs> my my daughter always tries to slip past me every morning <laughs> and not be seen or heard. So anyway, that's that's the that's the thing. That's the thing. I got my um. My reminder in the mail, if I want to absentee vote, uh, that I have X amount of time to do it. But, I, you know, I don't, I don't need to absentee vote. I did it one time, and that's because I had had my hips, the first hip surgery, and I couldn't go. Um, so I absentee, sent my absentee, got an absentee ballot, sent it in. And they sent me a sticker saying, I, you know, I voted by absentee or whatever, whatever. So that was kind of, that made me feel really good because, you know, for me, I live for the stickers. <laughs> for elections, I live for the stickers. <laughs> so I, when I when I thought I was gonna get one, I was I was a little bummed. But when they sent my my absentee ballot, they sent me a sticker with it. So I was like, oh yay, cool. So yeah, small things like that mean so much. <laughs> just means just means so much so much so much so much 
But I, you know, my pole is just right down the street, so you know, it's not a it's not a hardship. And my mobility is pretty good, so I can get around. Um, I can get around. So um, let me see. I saw I saw something up on the Independent the other day. I think it was Shafiq who was um, re- reminding people that um, we still don't have a um, I don't know what is it a crime plan? What is what kind of plan is it um, that we don't have a plan? Um, for the city of New Haven, uh, that we're supposed to have a plan that we were touting. Couple, that's a couple of things. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, let me see what else is going on. Um, I, oh, yes. A, a gun violence action plan. And, uh, and I, don't, I don't know why we don't have one. Uh, you know, as in my role as editor of Inner City News, I, I just came across a piece that um, Oakland is doing, and they have a very successful um, violence prevention plan that they've implemented. And uh, I think it's going on its third or fourth year or something or other. And I think I pulled it for the paper so that people in New Haven could read what's going on in Oakland um, um, and how they're doing this. But anyway, um, Shafiq wrote a piece on, um, I think it's an opinion piece, on the city is overdue for gun violence action plan. So I, I, I think the city is overdue for a lot of things. That's it. <laughs> I don't have nothing else to say. <laughs> I, I must say nothing. So um, uh, there's a police officer who is facing firing thrice in trouble cop quits oh so thrice is three times right thrice thrice means three times (laughs) these cops with this history of domestic violence stuff man if if we don't if we are not prepared um to sort of give police officers the mental health supports and wraparounds that they need as a part of their job then I don't even know why we're even. Uh, uh, then, then, then we're not interested in mental health support of police officers because th- they need it, uh, and they need it to be part of their job. It needs to be part of their job. It can't be some option. It has to be. If you're going to be a police officer, you are required to do X amount of hours of therapeutic um, support. Um, as part of your your duties, and you must go and check in with your a therapist uh, um, that is connected to the police department in some fashion or sanctioned or whatever, however way you want to do. It. I, there's all kinds of ways to do stuff, and and you got to check in once a week, and you gotta and they gotta have some you know some accountability with that. Like you gotta you gotta do it. Well, you ain't getting your paycheck. <laughs> you know, they got to be like that serious. It's got to be that serious. You know, uh, uh, I mean, so there's a bunch of stories up on the New Haven Independent. So uh, I try to I try to start my day there. You know, uh, renters, home buyers get a four million dollar lifeline. Tom Breen wrote this piece. Um, so there's a new launched city aid program. Um, where people can move uh, and get some assistance. 
So that's good. Uh, then there's a, oh, there's a, a raw, raw juice, raw juice scape. I got to go over there. You know, we like raw juices. We just don't want to do it at our house. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to buy all that fruit and vegetables and stuff and, and then try to juice it up <laughs> on a regular basis. You know, because it'll just go bad. Like I got, I got a head, a uh, head of cabbage right now that I bought, thinking, "Oh, I miss having some cabbage. I want some cabbage." That thing is still sitting in the fridge. It's gonna be ready for Halloween in a minute. So it's nice. I'm gonna run over there and see what they're talking about. Because um, it would be nice to to get a, a a raw juice and not having to have to buy all the ingredients. Just walk in, order what you want, walk the hell on out. So, oh, so yeah, Paul, I see you, I mean, I see you, uh, wrote a piece at the bagel shop, um, the Stefanowski, uh, highlights, but did you ask him why Brugger's like, what, (laughs) what was the allure and the attraction of Brugger's that, that would be my question. I mean, he could say whatever he wants about the recession and I, I, I would, if I, we're running for governor. I would be at the local bakery place and asking the local because Brugger's is part of a chain. So it's part of a chain, which is fine. And I'm sure it's got an independent owner of some sort. But for me, I would be talking to a little small business. Like I, I mean, I, I know he probably wouldn't go sit in Blue State Coffee House and talk to those folks i i don't know why but maybe the the color blue sets him off or omo which is around the corner because i think that's a good story and they have a huge following cult like following of people who go in and out of there i don't know i think i think bob's time i think the age of people like bob is done and uh I don't know what he could say or do at this point that could make anybody mass numbers vote for him. I, I don't, I don't see it, you know? Uh, and listen, we already got one rich white man. So if we're going to have a rich white man, we might as well have a Democrat. Just FYI. So yeah. And M&T bank is trash. They just, I don't know. I, I don't know. They, it's as if they just don't. People's bank was so beloved and so well done. And for them to come in and just make a mess the way that they did. Uh, it's just disconcerting to me. A little disconcerting. And uh, it's as if they didn't care, you know, and I'm sure they do care, but. I don't know. Sometimes I think places come into, you know, they're used to doing businesses in big cities and stuff like that, where, you know, it doesn't matter if the service is horrible. It's a service and they're not going to deal with the masses. But when you come into a small city like this, um, what you do matters. And the ripple effects of that are felt just about by everyone, even if you don't bank there. So I just wish they were better at 
whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, I I don't know I don't I I don't know what else Bob Stefanowski could do at this point, but I just thought that was just a weird sort of, you know, uh, just a weird place to be. I'm not on his team, so I don't I don't I can't I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but if I were, I would say not there. <laughs> And did they buy bagels? I didn't see not one bagel or a cup of coffee in front of them. So I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Like, I don't know. I would just imagine that that's how I would run that. But I'm not running it. So I can't really, I can't really say. So anyway, um, uh, Devin Absalom Absalom Smith. Um, was in a conversation with somebody at, with uh, um, uh, 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 at uh, at uh, Albertus Magnus, Dr. John Sozik, and uh, and the conversation was, "What makes a person a philosopher?" I just love this big question. I just love it. And uh, I believe it's a two part kind of conversation, but he has to post it up um, um, uh, on his site. So if you follow my alder, War 20 alder, Devin Absalom Smith, you will see uh, the Studium podcast, Politics and the Love of Wisdom, Dr. John Sozik, Albertus Magnus College. Um, and so the question is, what makes a person a philosopher? And, uh, and it was a good conversation. I listened to it, I don't know, like early this morning. I was really, uh, it was a great conversation. It was a great conversation conversation i enjoyed it although i feel like dr uh, dr uh john sesic so sick first i thought he was pranking because he just seems so very animated <laughs> he seems so very animated so i was like is this fun like what is this but that's just he's like one of these people that's just hyped so um so if you have an opportunity to listen i i would invite you to listen I thought it was really, really a little good conversation. And uh, and you don't hear about um, people being philosophers, you know, you, you just don't hear about it. So it's nice that somebody is thinking about that uh, and talking about it. <laughs> That's all. I, I just find that um, it's it's a big think in a time when we're not big thinking. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a big thing in a time when we are we are buried in mediocrity and minutia. That's all. So that's what I'm gonna say today. Uh, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, you know what? The Afro-Semitic experience, Paul, is gonna be at the uh, Palace Theater in Waterbury. Might, that might be too far for you to travel to go see your 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 band. They'll be there tomorrow seven at the at the the Poly Club, the you know the Palace Theater. So that might be worth driving up. What is it, sixty three or sixty nine? Get you right there. So uh, one hundred East Main Street. So that might be fun. 
Um, I've got a bunch of good guests coming up next week. It's, it's going to be a full, the next couple of weeks is going to be a run for my money. Oh, I'm telling you, the Jewish people have more holidays. It's a wonder. <laughs> it's a wonder y'all can hold a job. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Because I'm telling you, these holidays be wearing you out, man. I mean, do you ever get to say, I don't want to do it? <laughs> I mean, you've already you've already been forgiven for your sins. So do you rack up some new sins <laughs> and say, I don't want to do it? <laughs> I'm just, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm just asking. Uh, but yeah, so the next couple of weeks, uh, I think we're we're closed on Monday for Indigenous Peoples Day, which is good. Uh, uh, next week, I have uh, Paul Nunez is coming on because, you know, it is um, Hispanic Heritage Month uh, from September 15th to October 15th. So he's going to come on and he's going to be talking about a particular uh Hispanic-inspired thing. And so I'm looking forward to... uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Anru is back on the 13th, which is really nice. And then uh, I've got a bunch of dates of all kinds of people. The Elm City Lit Fest folks will be on on the 17th. Because the Elm City Lit Fest is coming back at you uh, at the end of the month. And it'll be exciting. And uh, you'll hear more about that when Ife and crew comes on. Uh, Alexis and uh, Lynn are coming on to talk about their dance event. Uh, let's see. Oh, Nicholas uh, Davidoff is coming on. He has a new book out. I met him Oh, gosh, in the spring, I think. Um, So he's got a new book coming out. Very interesting man. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. And he's going to be in a couple of places around talking about the book. I know he's going to be at the Stetson. He's going to be at the the New Haven Free Public Library. I'll have the dates for you when when we uh, lock everything down. He's going to be at R.J. Julia in Madison. Um, in conversation about this book and about what it's about. Let's see, who else is coming on? Oh, and the symphony folks on the 20th um, uh, with Jonathan and, uh, I mean, Joel and uh, Alistair Neal. And uh, let's see. Yeah, so we've got some some good stuff coming on. Um, uh, I got the Schubert people coming on talking about New Haven's finest, Elm City finest, which is looking like uh, a showcase for uh, New Haven talent. So I'm excited about that. So yeah, October is looking pretty. Aru comes back on at the end of the month just to get us in the right frame of mind just before Halloween. And of course, Dr. Camelia Lawrence to talk about breast because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, you know, I'm, I'm inviting sisters to uh, get the tatas checked. And I'm also inviting men to learn how to do 
breast exams so that they can um, support the women in their lives. That ought to be a campaign. I bet you it is in Europe because, you know, they don't they don't they don't have a, they don't have any hang ups about that kind of stuff. You know, they know people are having sex. <laughs> they don't like in America, we pretend people are not having sex. <laughs> so we don't talk about it. <laughs> but in Europe, they believe everybody's having sex. So this would be an ideal campaign. But we need a campaign so that we can make men more inclusive and include it in this breast cancer fight. And I think if men understood how to do uh, uh, breast exams, you know, not not random, not listen, I'm not suggesting random men run up on women and 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 peddle their their uh, (laughs) their breast, their breast touching skills. No, I don't. I'm not advocating for that, but you know, if you've been in a, if you're in a committed relationship or some kind of relationship with, with a woman and, uh, and you're a man or you're, or you're a person in a relationship with a woman who identifies as a woman, then this might be helpful. Then you could become part of, 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 of the care, right. Of a woman's care. And, uh, and I think that's pretty important, you know, I think, I mean, and listen, there are men who find lumps in women's breasts and say, hey, do you feel that? <laughs> yes, that's not unheard of. So if they could be trained to sort of pay attention to that kind of thing, then um, that's just one more, one more tool in the arsenal, right? So I'm just saying. So if there are any men out there who want to learn, there's all kinds of resources out there where you could learn, you know, uh, make part of your foreplay. Listen, and I mean, it could be part of the foreplay until you find a lump, then it's no longer fun. But but the chances are you're not going to find anything, but it would be good to know that you're able and you know what you're looking at, know what you're looking for. So that's what I would suggest, you know. I'm not suggesting men go to law, medical school. Not suggesting that. Just saying, you know, just you know, if you're a partner, be a partner. If you're a partner, be a partner, and uh, and that'll go along. Go oh, that will go a long way um, to sort of saying I stand with women and I support their health care. So that's my two cents on uh, uh, breast cancer awareness. Uh, although I will say this, I'm not seeing as much pink this year. And I have on pink right now. I'm not seeing as much pink as I have in years past. Is it me? I used to go in the store and be pink everywhere. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not seeing that. So I don't know. Um, but it is breast cancer awareness month. October is breast cancer awareness. And October is domestic violence awareness. And that's purple. I think it's purple. I think the color is purple. Um, And that's a serious, serious issue. And there's help out there um, for people who who believe themselves to be in abusive relationships and need to get out. There's all kinds of tools and resources available to you. Um, You can call the Connecticut 211 
and they will link you to uh, all the services around domestic violence uh, if you need it. Uh, when I was a young, young woman working at rape crisis, I was cross-trained in domestic violence, handling domestic violence. It's my least favorite thing to do, but I knew it was necessary. Having grown up in a very violent home as a kid, um, I, 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 I've seen a few things and, uh, and it's not that easy. Um, it's one of these, it's one of these crimes that can go undiscussed and undetected for a very long time in homes, um, because, uh, fear and misunderstanding of, of people around, do you know what I mean? Like people will say stuff like, I don't want to get involved in their business, that kind of stuff. So that's how these these kinds of crimes continue to go on because everybody's like, well, that's their personal business. That's their, you know, that's at their house, that kind of stuff. Um, and really it affects everybody in the community. It affects everybody in the community. So it is a uh, domestic violence awareness month. So uh, there is help out there um, for anybody who believes themselves to be in an abusive situation um, there are places and resources to help you get the support you need. So, uh, <clears throat> 211 will link you to all the services. And 211 is easier to dial than trying to dial a whole bunch of numbers. So, um, if you're in a domestic violence situation, whether it's physical, mental, or financial, there is help. There is um, there is uh, help. There is a domestic violence hotline, and uh, it's a one eight hundred seven nine nine that's the uh, National Domestic Violence Hotline. And you know how these hotlines work. That's the run one for rape crises. You know, wherever you are, uh, it'll link you to services in your area, you know. Or if you just want to talk to somebody, you know, like some maybe you're not able or ready to make any kind of big moves. Uh, but you want to talk to somebody, um, then make the call. But you can always call to in Connecticut, you can always call 211 and it will connect you um, to the to the appropriate resources. So so I don't want anybody out there, if anybody's listening to me and they're thinking I'm in a situation, 211. 211. And just follow the prompts. And, uh, and get get the, the support you need. And sometimes support. Sometimes the support you need is just to have somebody hear you, and to tell somebody what is happening to you. That's 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 the first step. So I'm I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm just saying, if you need some resources, and you need some information, two one one. Okay, two one one. And that little number works for a lot of different things. So. You know, it's a it's a handy little tool that will connect you to a lot of sources, resources, services, and help. So that's that's my uh, um, breast cancer awareness PSA and my domestic violence um, PSA.
I don't know what it, I don't I don't know whatever what what else is going on in the month. Oh, and Hispanic Hispanic Heritage Month, which is September fifteenth to uh, October fifteenth. So, so I don't know how they got a broke up month like that, but I guess it's about the thirty days. I don't know, but anyway, um, and I and I do see a lot of um, things about Hispanic um, Heritage Month. I, I, let me tell you something else that I came across, which is great. I saw it online, and then um, um, Ife posted it in our in our in our group chat. Celebrate the life, art, and legacy of Winfred Rembert. 1945 to 2021. So the Justice Collaboratory at Yale Law School is hosting this event on Thursday, October 27th from 5.30 to 7.30 at Next Haven. I'm so excited about this because I just believe that um, uh, Winfred Rimbert should get all the accolades. Like he should get all the accolades that he didn't get in his life. And even though he's got the uh, posthumous Pulitzer. Um, he ought to. He ought to. He ought to. He should have been a, 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 a MacArthur Fellow too. Can they give you that posthumously too? Um, but anyway, there's a. It's an event. It's free, but they want you to register so they keep a head count. So if you go, if you're up on Facebook or or uh, it's floating around, if you or if you have an Eventbrite uh, account, just look up. Celebrate the life, art, and legacy of Winfred Rembert. Uh, follow the uh, the Justice Collaboratory at Yale Law School. That that's the the people who are pulling this off, and I'm so delighted to to know this. And uh, and it's going to be at Next Haven. So, uh, and his and his son just got uh, one of the uh, one of the Arts Awards uh, uh, funding to continue the art that he does. And I know he's doing some of the art um, that his father did uh, working with leather. So I got that, that, um, that wire the other day um, with the folks who got these awards and it's a pretty impressive group of people, I must say. So high five to the folks who um, had to pour over all the uh, um, nominations and, and, and all of that. So that's that's pretty exciting. Um, I love that we are able to support artists the way that we do. I really am excited by that. So, uh, so yeah, uh, da, 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 da. check that out. I put it on my calendar uh, because I'm excited by it. And uh, it is my, my goal to uh, check that out. Because um, you know, I have this, I have this crazy idea that we should um, create a, 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 a Winfred Rembert Award that has some money attached to it, so that we could give it, like maybe every other year, to an artist of that caliber, so that they can continue the work that they do without worry of bills and debt and all that other kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want to be able to do that kind of philanthropy. You know, to to support artists because I'm I'm in that artist space. I'm not I'm this. That's just that's what's going to save us, I think. Artists and and the creation and expression of art. That's what's going to save us. Because otherwise, I I don't know what else will. 
And I and I'm not gloomy. <laughs> I'm not gloomy. I'm not gloomy, but <laughs> the way this world is set up right now, all the stuff that we're dealing with right now, you know, I just feel like we need more artists in the world. We just need them. God knows, because we are just on some other some other stuff. And and when you get down in the weeds of it, it could be quite, you know, you could you could read the news and be about the news, even if it's on a local level, it could be quite overwhelming. <clears throat> and it really could send you in a space of, oh, nothing is getting done. These problems are getting worse. And I would invite people to sort of say, I, I, I don't I don't believe that. I believe that we have to remind ourselves that we are connected. And we have to remind ourselves that we each hold a responsibility to do our part to making our communities and neighborhoods better. Whatever that is, everybody, everybody has a role to play in that, you know, and there's, and God knows there's enough to do. (laughs) Even if you just say, you know what, I'm just going to round up my neighbors on Saturdays. We just got to pick up all the trash that we see just on Saturdays. We're just going to do it on Saturdays. You know, there's a, there's a real need for that. Or, you know what? I know there's a couple of community gardens in my neighborhood. I'm going to show up there on a Saturday morning, see what they're doing, and how can I help? I want to join them. Right? So everybody has a, everybody has a role. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, everyone, everyone doesn't have to run for office. Everyone doesn't have to be at the Board of Ed. Everybody but there are things that you can do as a neighbor and a citizen of this city that you can do to make the whole city better by just starting where you are. That's, that's what I want to impart to people. You don't have to, you don't have to, it does, it's not a heavy lift. The small things that you can do to make, to make change in the neighborhood. I mean, I, all summer, these last three years, these last three summers, I've been hosting these wonderful salons on the, on my porch and they've caught on my neighbors this summer. I saw them entertaining outside. You know, entertaining outside, across the street, down the street. Like people were gathering with their friends and making it okay to like, oh, yeah. I forgot what it's like to sit outside and watch people go by and say hi and play cards and, you know, drink with my friends and have a cocktail or whatever it is. Like, I can do that. And I saw it this summer. I saw that. I saw that. It took three years for them paying attention to what I was doing to feel like, Oh, you know what? That's kind of cool. I could do that. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. And and I've invited all kinds of people across the city to come over here. You know, because there are people I know damn well wouldn't be in New Hallville under any other circumstances. They just wouldn't. They would have what what reason would you have to come over here if you don't know people? Or, you know, there's I mean, there's no retail over here. So I so you so you come because you've been invited. That's how you get people into your neighborhoods. You know, you, you invite people over and then everybody gets comfortable with seeing all kinds of people in the neighborhood, not as predatory people, not as people looking to buy property, not as people looking to, you know, take pictures and be like, oh, look at these people. No, but people coming to see people to hang out, just to hang out. That's a, that's a big deal, I think. And my porch isn't fancy. It's not anything fancy. It's not even fancy, you know, 
But the idea is if you could get people together to just 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 for a good time. No agenda, nothing. There's no the only agenda is is that I like to entertain. That's <laughs> I like good wine, I like good liquor. That's 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 the only agenda. <laughs> and you know, sometimes we talk politics, sometimes we talk sex, sometimes we talk money, sometimes we talk young people, sometimes we talk books, sometimes we talk, you know. Plants, <laughs> swear to God, talk plants. Uh, uh, sometimes we talk vacations. Sometimes we talk about dreams. Sometimes we talk about pain and loss. Sometimes. And so, uh, yeah. And people are already starting to talk about, okay, well, I'll make sure I want to hold a host a thing on. I want to host a whole thing next summer. Like we didn't even get out of this summer good. It's fine because now it has become its own cultural hub, you know. And people come because they they truly first, I think they like me. Um, and second, it's a safe space. I create a safe space. So what happens on the porch stays on the porch. So, you know, when I talk about the porch, like from a night before, I never say exactly what the conversation is. I, I you know, I could say, we had a really good conversation about politics and that's it. We don't, we don't, I don't, I don't go into blow by blow about what the conversation was about because then that makes it unsafe. I want people to feel like they can say whatever they want to say. Now I, I, I don't play fast and loose with all, like I don't have all kinds of people for the sake of having all kinds of people. That's number one. I'm not having contrary people up here who just want to come and be seen on the porch and have ridiculous conversations. That's number two. Uh, number three, you've got to have some interest in, in, in just sitting for a spell and hanging out. That's number three. So, you know, there's, there's, there's levels and rules to this thing. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't engage in provocative conversations for the sake of having provocative conversations. Mm-mm, I don't do that. I'm very intentional about, about the things that I say out my mouth and the things that I engage my time in. You know, I, I'm very intentional about that. So, um, and and I don't have people on my porch I don't like. That's that's the other part. I, I just don't have people I don't like on this porch. You know, and the people who don't like me, they're not going to invite themselves to the porch. I mean, they just, why? They're not going to do it because they know. First of all, they know how I have no chill button because I would just be like, why are you here? <laughs> like, I don't, you, you don't, why, 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 you know, and if, if this was the radio, I, you know, on the street, I would say, you don't F with me. So why would you want to come and sit on my porch? No, we're not doing that. So the people that come on the porch are the people who I, who I, whose minds I truly enjoy and whose company I truly enjoy. You know, that's just what it is. Um, and so you see um, the folks who 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 understand what it is to come hang out and and just be on the scene, you know, and it's not a, it's not a heavy lift. So. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm hoping to, to get one more porch, porch party in before the weather really settles in. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, we have these falls where you could get these really ridiculously warm days. 
you know, like a 75, 80 degree weather. And then it go, stays that way into the evening, you know, like a freak day like that. So I'm, I'm, I got my eyes peeled to the weather for that. And then we're going to have like a, a, a porch plaid party. So porch, porch party, plaid, you know, plaid flannel throws, that kind of thing. I'm going I'm to get one of those in before, before the temperature dips. <laughs> like it's going to do this weekend. Like today is 72. Tomorrow's going to be pretty nice. But then it's back down to the, and I haven't turned my heat on. I don't know. Who's turned their heat on? I'm not turning my heat on. Have you turned your heat on? I'm not turning my heat on yet. I'm not there yet. Mm-mm. It's not a there there yet. Nope. I haven't done it. So. For that, so that's why I have a. I got on my. I got my flannels on. Got my fleece. Pull the fleece out because I'm not there. There. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm not. I'm not there yet. So, but that's all right. I, I'm digging it. I got to put some pumpkins on the on the porch and some a little bit more. I got some mums out there. And they're starting to bloom. They look very pretty. But I got to pull some of the other plants in the house now because it's getting a little, a little chill for them. Um, you know, I've got a rubber plant that uh, Albert gave me, so I got to bring that in. And uh, and I got lemongrass that can come in the house. So I'm going to cut it back and I'm going to bring it in the house. That's what I'm going to do um, for the winter. So I'll have it because I don't want it to die. I'm I'm doing my very best to keep my plants. So we're coming up on PSAs. You know what I do? I'm going to take a break and I'll be back and I'll chat. Harry's still in the, in the wherever Harry is in the South. Uh, Harry's somewhere in the South eating fried stuff. <laughs> and uh, I'm not, I'm not texting him or bothered him. I'm going to let this whole week, I'm going to let him have this whole week without me calling him. And he better not be listening. He better not be listening. <laughs> You better be relaxing and cooling that brain and chilling and enjoying his wife and, and just acting like, you know, you don't got a care in the world. So I, I don't know how he's doing that um, 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 amongst the rubble down there, but I don't know. I've seen some friends make it to Florida for a wedding. So, so there's that. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to take a break. Nora's going to um, put the PSAs on. I'll be back at about 10, 15. And uh, I'll see y'all in a minute. You know, if the kids have to get the COVID vaccine for school, my five-year-old starts kindergarten this year. It's not required, but I did get mine vaccinated to be on the safe side. There were several cases of COVID in the classes this year, and I'm happy they all stayed healthy. I just keep wondering if the COVID vaccine is the right thing for my child. I understand fully. And from what I've seen, there's been no major issues with my friends or their children. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it, and no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com, nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. 
I'm New Haven Health Director Maritza Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. For all of us. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. I want to dance all night, Monday morning, I'm sick of this job already.
This is Ace Livingston, and you're listening to 103.5 FM, WNHH.
since I heard from you I was thinking about singing in my rescue crew The time he said really said it all Saw you carrying some chicks back at the mall Standing on line with the skinny jeans Looking like Ashton Kutcher in the movie scene And you're crazy Somebody screams, it's got to be J King on the scene. They know that I'm a party fiend, so of course I stay dressed. Don't take a bun of Versace, yes. 
No, I have to impress Can't come with nothing less Been on the Macasto Catch one the battle but they don't know Just which way I flow You might be right Don't you know that my game is tight Got you right in my sight Let's believe all the hype We're gonna rock tonight Yo, can you beat me in a dance floor? You got too much It's up to the dance floor Got all these shorties And they're all screaming more Got so much That they wanna show you Want you to think That they know you You got too much It's up to the dance floor You got all these fellas And they're all looking for Just the right girl That they wanna hold you Want you to think That they know you The after party Sitting in VIP And everyone's eyes on me But I wonder who is she No doubt the baddest shawty Then she walked right past me She goes to dance The girl has got me in a trance I don't wanna lose my chance Will I back out? No, I'm just gonna have to show Everyone how hard I go Jump to march to the floor I'm showing on moves Slowly moving closer, I gotta be smooth Now she's bopping to my groove We're in the spotlight Girls and guys to the left and right Party's going on all night Probably to the morning light Make me sort of like fly Got too much It's up to the dance floor Got all these shorties And they're all screaming more Got so much That they wanna show you Want you to think That they Babs Rolls Ivy. It's Thursday in the Elm. I see the sun. I see the sun. I think it's warmer today. So that's a good sign. I'm going to try to absorb some of this day, go have some lunch somewhere and then do what I got to do. So I hope everybody's well. So let me tell you, Saturday, we take our diagnostic LSAT. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We'll see how this goes. I think it's like two hours, three hours. I think they said three hours. They were like, eat, eat hearty. <laughs> I was like, oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Lord, it'll be all right. I'm not nervous. I, you know, I kind of want to see what 
where I would fall, knowing nothing, right? Like I, I, we had our first, um, we had our first um, uh, study group Monday, and I learned so much in study group. I was like, damn, this is how this game goes. <laughs> what? So I'm. Um, I'm sort of ready to take it, see, you know, see what happens. I mean, listen, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I've not heard, um, you know, last week, the early part of this week, I went in on um, Lee Stump, who, you know, was really just terrorizing the Long Wharf Theater people. And... Uh, and, and in other arts organizations across the country, I guess, in his reach and his scope. Um, and, uh, and so we just pushed back on that with a letter of our own to all the people and said, listen, this is what has happened. This is what has been happening. Because we've been silent on it. We've just like, just let him go all willy nilly, hoping that, you know, his, his, he would come back into some sense if he had any sense. And it just wasn't enough. I mean, he was just, he was just, he was just out of control, man. I've, I've never seen anything like it. I was like, it's one thing if you don't agree. It's another thing to like run up on people to bully them or to intimidate them. And, you know, he's not a big man. So I, I but I think, you know, white men think they could get away with that kind of stuff. And, uh, and no one is going to push back on it, but we push back on it. So he got kicked off. He got uninvited to some galas that he was looking forward to going to. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Lee, you keep this mess up. You're going to be persona non grata in the arts world. And stop telling people you're going to cut them out of your will or not give them any money or whatever. Stop. What do you get out of that? That is so small and petty. You give because you want to give. You give because you believe in the in the mission and the idea of what is happening in that arts organization. You're not giving to individual people, you know. So you you don't like you don't like where we're going. Okay, there's a gazillion other arts organizations in this town that would benefit from your bequeath, whatever. So stop, stop lauding that over people. Because nobody's thirsty. And they're not drinking what you're pouring. Okay? So, uh, and people ask me if I heard from him. I don't, I, don't, I don't expect to hear from him. But I know my conversations and, my, has, and what I've been saying has gotten back to him. I know that. I know how this town works. And uh, so, he, you know, he could do one or two things. You know, he could change his behavior or change his behavior that's that's the only acceptable outcourt that's the only sep- acceptable course we are going to uh, get down with so if he's not willing to sort of change his his trajectory of how he is operating these spaces then we have no choice but to ostracize him and keep him uh at bay because we, we just we, who who has time to be harmed <laughs> Who's going to tolerate that? We're not going to tolerate that. So uh, that's all I'm going to say on the matter until uh, otherwise. 
unless he starts this foolishness up again with these gazillion ridiculous emails and calling and tech and all this stupid stuff. Like, don't you have a job? Don't you got work? Don't you need to be working? Something. I know something. Something. So anyway, I just, I, I just cannot stand these people who think that they could bully people like that. Like, what are you doing? You know, oh, we, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna change our wills to reflect our. Okay, <laughs> why are you telling us? <laughs> Did you think we was counting on that? You're not an old man. You got like another thirty years. Like, what, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you using that as some kind of leverage? You think that's leverage? You think that's you think that you saying you're gonna withdraw your life insurance money or will money or whatever it is, wherever the money's coming from, that that's somehow or other going to make Long Wharf Theater or any theater sort of say, okay, we're going to do what Lee Stump says because he's going to leave us all this money. I'm like, cut it out. (laughs) Who has time for this? I, I don't. So, so that's, so I just wanted to just come back around to that and say, um, that was just, I, I just found that whole system. I just, I just found that whole thing distasteful. And, uh, and I was like, who does that? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, come on, man. And, and your wife, Abby Roth too, is she co-signing this? Girl, what are you doing? This is how you want to live your life? Using money to beat up people? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come on, y'all. You know, and if anybody owes anybody an apology, it's y'all. Y'all need to be apologizing to the entire arts community for your behavior, for your poor ass behavior. That's all. I'm going to leave it alone now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, 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 uh, I'll leave it alone. So, but anyway, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, people. The holidays are upon us. And uh, I don't know if anybody's having a Halloween party. I tend not to go to Halloween parties because Halloween is not my favorite. Um, it's not my favorite time. So, but I don't hate it. Like, I don't hate it. I just, I never think about it. I mean, I, I would dress up as something if somebody would host something. Like, you, you know, you throw a monster mash, I might come. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not my favorite, but. I could get I could get my uh, ghoul on. I could do it. What? So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, you know because there's all kinds of galas still happening, right? Galas that are coming up. The arts the arts council award is in December. The Lynx is having their gala, their holiday party in November. So there's a lot going on. Uh, I think we are covering the elect. Uh, we're doing our usual election night coverage. Um, I think me, Marquisha, and Michelle Turner. I'm gonna put it out there to them. You know, we'll do that again. People look forward. People really enjoyed us. <laughs> we, 
we we not like we not we not we not NPR. <laughs> we not ABC. We not CBS. <laughs> we not we not any of that. <laughs> so if you if you if you tune in to get that, you might want to change the dial. But if you want something a little more refreshing, a little bit more livelier, mixed with some foolishness and mayhem, well. Tune in and buckle up, baby. Tune in. Buckle up now. Because we ride, we ride. We ride hard. <laughs> so we'll see how all this goes. I mean, it's mid, mid, mid-year election. So um, we'll see how it goes. I don't even know who's running for what. I mean, I know. I mean, I know who's running, but I don't know who's running. You know, I pay, I, I mean, I, I pay, pay attention to the Dems and uh, uh, I, I hope Johanna Haynes retains her seat. I just think Logan is just, you know, I just don't, I have no tolerance for black Republicans. I just have no tolerance for them. I don't. And uh, I, I just don't. I used to think, oh, we know we should be everywhere. No, we shouldn't be in the Klan and we shouldn't be Republicans. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> I used to do. I used to believe. Oh, and and what and what and when I would say that, what I really was thinking, we need some Democrats in the Republican Party. That's that's what I meant when I when I say we need to be everywhere. But now. After these Republicans showed their hand the way they have, and they've always been showing their hand, we just we've just been thinking, oh, well, they'll get better. They're not gonna get better. They have a playbook, and they're gonna just continue the playbook no matter how tone-deaf they are, no matter what the temperature of the room is, they always gonna they're coming in hot. <laughs> Going in hot. <laughs> they always gonna be that. And so when I see black people in the room with them, uh I I I see the I, I see the danger in that, right? And it's no secret that, you know, if you're black and 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 talented, you go to the Republican Party because you can move up the ranks quickly. Whereas the Democratic pool is just all talent, just so full of talent that, you know, it'll take some time for you to climb to the top if that's your thing. Yeah, I said it. I, I don't, I, you know, and if, and if you're Black and you're a Republican, I, I think you got some soul searching to do. Please don't tell me this is not the party of your, of your fathers or this is not the Republican Party you knew 20 years ago. Or, I, this is the same Republican Party as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't I don't know any other Republican Party. Now there were some good folks that came out of the Republican Party that made their kind of BS palatable. But at the end of the day, they are about the destruction of this country. I don't care what anybody says. You they could be conservative or whatever the hell they say. They are about the destruction of this country. You can fight me. You can prove me. Prove me wrong. 
for every time you prove me wrong, I'm going to hold up a card. I'm going to hold up one of your peoples. Okay. Okay. But this, <laughs> okay. But Ronald Reagan. <laughs> okay. George one, George two. <laughs> okay. Donald Trump. Like I could just hold up the Donald Trump card all day. Cause none of y'all, none of y'all refuted that mess. And this is the correct, this is, this is how I know Republicans don't have no spine and no soul. They talk cash-ish about Donald Trump every time that he ran. Every time. They went on record saying he would be terrible. He would be, a, a, it would just be a shame. It would be sickening. It would be ridiculous. I mean, they were on record for saying this across the board. When that confidence man got the nomination, they all had to go and kiss the ring. They all had to swallow their own spit and be like, and that had to be hot. And then they thought, well, we can, we, we, we can control him. We can contain him. Oh, look, listen, we'll put people in place. We'll control it. Are you kidding me? And these were people who did know New York Trump. Because if you knew New York Trump, he, he would have had a better strategy for trying to deal with him. And they didn't get it. They did not get it. They thought, well, we're going to put stuff in. We're going to da-da-da. Nope. So then they got this loose monster on their hands that they don't know what to do with. <laughs> now, he done turned on Miss McConnell called his wife all kinds of names. Racist. <laughs> and these clowns get on TV talking about... Oh, he's got nicknames for everybody. I'm sure he has a nickname for me. A racist nickname? <laughs> and, and Donald Trump knows exactly what he's doing because he wants people to turn on Mitch McConnell because of his wife. <laughs> Y'all are stupid. <laughs> just, just the level of stupidity that these Republicans roll with. They want to be in power so bad that they will debase themselves for this. They want to win so bad that they will move polling places so people can't vote. They want to win so bad that they will take insults to their wives, to their children, to their community. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand them. Ted Cruz, he called his wife unattractive. And I was like, you didn't march your ass to the White House and slap the taste out of the president's mouth? You ain't do that? <laughs> nope. Well, maybe she is a little unattractive. Okay, I see what you're doing. I just, <laughs> they just kill me. They just will do anything. Anything. I was like, they are terrible. <sighs> They want to win by any means necessary. They don't care. And then when they win, they don't do nothing. They just, I don't, I don't, why do you want to win? What is the winning part for you? <laughs> Help me understand. What is the winning part? You've got these crazy people running around here saying, what is it? Marjorie Taylor Greene and the other crazy girl. 
And they out there and y'all ain't sanctioning them. Y'all are just letting them go loosey-goosey out there making y'all look crazy, 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 crazy. And stupid. And they are stupid. And now that woman's husband is divorcing her. I, I guess, I guess, I, 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 she's been mighty quiet about this whole, because, you know, she was on this whole marriage thing. And now that her marriages fall apart, I don't, I, I don't, what, what, I don't understand. How, how, how do you, how does your marriage fall apart when your whole thing is about, oh, marriage, marriage, marriage. Girl, go sit down somewhere. Oh, oh, I just can't take it. Can't take them. So when I see uh, Logan and watched him on the news last night, trying to make this issue about abortion, some propaganda sideshow thing. I was like, you are tone deaf. You are, you are, you are toting that Republican piss. And that, that bucket has got to be heavy by now. It's got to be too full. Cause now you spilling it on yourself. <laughs> You just look stupid. Oh my God. So I, I hope he does not win because that's the last thing we need is, you know, somebody, you know, we, we don't need any more slave catchers. We just don't. We don't need any more slave catchers pretending to be helpful. I mean, just, they never are. They never are, you know, it's like that, you know, I, I think we need to turn off Kanye West and his foolishness. Was that a fashion show? <laughs> I think, I, you know, I, I believe Kanye designs for the apocalypse. I think he knows something that we don't know, that we're going to need fashionable rags for the apocalypse. So he is going to be front and center uh, with that. I, I, I truly believe I think he I think he's forward thinking that, listen, we are going to have to we're still going to like fashion in in the days of the apocalypse. Which is coming. So therefore, let me design some foolishness so people can be ready. Because he's a horrible designer. Anybody that bought those ridiculous clown shoes. (laughs) I I, I don't I don't get people. I don't I don't get that. Who's coming in? Oh, hey, how you feeling? Who is that, Brianna? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I don't know which. Who's got? Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Okay. That's my daughter coming in. Because, you know, I, I'm at home, so. <laughs> Don't don't let the parish background fool you. <laughs> I'm at my house, so uh, yeah, so yeah. So I, I I was I was just kind of half paying attention to this whole Kanye. And he's got the him and him him and that Candace Owens girl, the other slave catcher, <laughs> with these White Lives Matter stuff on. I was like, y'all. Like, I told you Black Lives Matter was a sham. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I don't know. I know we wish his mama didn't die because maybe, maybe 
that 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 would have been critical to his further development. You know, if she if she didn't die, maybe she could have been uh, a voice of sanity in a sea of foolishness. I don't know. And I don't know what to mean. I don't I don't really I don't have two cents to say about Candace Owens. She's that child is so lost and misguided. And, you know, but, you know, listen, at the end of the day, we make space and room for the misguided and the misdirected and the foolish. I mean, we just do. We always have. Ain't nobody, ain't no black family in America don't have somebody in their family who's crazy. I mean, we just, we just, all, all of us, we do. Or who have views that are just so off-center from everybody else. And we just, we just make room for it. They, they, I mean, they still get invited to the cookout. They still sit around the table for Thanksgiving, you know. But they know to leave when we start drinking because they know they're going to be the butt of all the foolishness. So, you know, they eat and then they get out of Dodge. Because <laughs> they, they're not going to be able to take the fire that's going to come their way once people loosen up. <laughs> I Listen, I come from a Black family. I know from which I speak. <laughs> so... You know, unless unless they unless she's a good arguer, she wants to stay and, and hold it down. You know, and it doesn't go on for a long time. But listen, I know in my family, that's how it go. You know, and then you go somewhere and sit down. You know, and somebody serves you another piece of sweet potato pie. <laughs> I suspect that's what's going to happen at her house, at her family's house, because I know they don't know what to make of this child. But they're like, well, you know, she's our child. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where Kanye goes. I don't know what people he has. You know, I don't know. And and Kim Kardashian just had enough. And uh, and he and you know, and I I don't blame her. She was like, listen, you can be mad at me all you want. Can you stop? You know, we got kids together. Can you just stop slamming me like that? You know, I I don't know what kind of man does that. I don't know. I don't understand these people. They have a different code of conduct that I I don't recognize. I just don't recognize it. You know, it's dishonorable, it's it's petty, it's small, you know, it's hateful, it's rooted in meanness. I don't understand this code of conduct, you know. Move on with your life, you know, move on with your life and uh and 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 try to be a better parent. That's really what you have to do. Just think of your children. And I and I and I'm not just saying that to Kim and Kanye, I'm saying it to Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and you know, they listen, we watched y'all be all lovey-dovey and all this other kind of mess and, oh, declaring love. And, uh, and now y'all are at each other's throats and dragging the kids and accusations. Why? Like, okay, be mad at that person. We got kids together now. When you got kids together, some you got to swallow a lot of that pettiness. Now, if there's some abuse, then let the investigators and all that handle that. Shut your mouths. Shut your mouths and let the investigations happen or not happen or whatever. But shut up because y'all look small and petty. You look small and petty. Y'all made different decisions about who y'all want to be with. Fine. You still have children together. And you gathered these children in a time when you were happily in love. And now that you are unhappily apart and mean and mad at each other, whatever it is, whatever the damn distress is, chill it. Handle what you need to handle 
and deal with that. But don't don't be assholes the way you're being because your kids are going to grow up and read this mess. And don't pit them against one parent over the other and all this other kind of stuff. They'll find if if Brad Pitt is abusive and an asshole, they will find that out. You don't got to you don't got to tell them. They'll see it. You don't got to you don't got to say a bad word. Just, you know, call a truce and get act like adults in this thing. Like I don't I don't get these people. I don't cuz when I got divorced, I didn't do any of that mess. And believe me, believe me when I tell you. I could, but I didn't because I had my children looking at me and they were young and I didn't want them to choose me over their father. I didn't want that. I didn't want them to feel bad for seeing him or going over there. And when he got married, I I let them be in the wedding and dressed them up and got them ready I, because it's not about me. He made a different decision about who he wants to go in his days with. And it wasn't me. So I, there's no get back. There's no, you know, I'm going to be mad. There's no, I didn't, first of all, I didn't have the energy for that. I never, you break up with me, you break up with me. That's it. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beg or sit at your door. No, I didn't do any of that mess. Okay. That's what we're doing then. And even, and even though, you know, a lot of the things in that divorce didn't go my way. And, and a lot of the things since didn't go my way. I still don't, I don't talk bad about their father. Now I talk bad about them now because they're grownups. I'm like, yeah, you know how crazy your father is. That's about the extent of what I'll say. You know, oh, you know, your father's crazy, you know, blah, 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 blah. But go see him, go talk to him. Even though he don't half-ass talk to you, that you don't got to be him. You know, or he make up his decision to do what you want to do. So I don't, so I don't understand this level of vitriol with people. I just don't. I didn't put my, I didn't pit my kids against their, their people and, uh, and any of that stuff. And uh, I don't think he did too much of that with me, although I think he was mad at me for a couple of things, but for the most part, you know, we didn't, we didn't roll like that. So, so I just say that to say, you know, come on, people, come on, be better, be better. Or as a former first lady, be best. Has anybody seen her? <laughs> is, she, is she held up in Mar-a-Lago? Is she locked in a room somewhere? Like, or is she in New York? Where is she? <laughs> She's just been awfully. And, and I, I, I do know of all the things that she was concerned about, she was pissed off that she didn't get the covers of, of magazines the way um, Michelle Obama did and and uh and Joe Biden is getting now. And I'm like, girl, that's not a given. They don't like you. They don't like your husband. They're not gonna put you on the cover of nothing. Because they don't like you and they don't like your husband. So you don't get them perks. I don't understand how people think they just you think you're gonna get the same accolades and affection that Michelle Obama got, and you run around here with a jacket talking about. I don't care, do you? <laughs> and you and you going to the border to look, talk to people? <laughs> like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> That's what I mean. These Republicans are crazy and they're mean and selfish and hateful. And everybody wants to be like, I'm not racist, but I'm just conservative. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> 
I don't even know what that. Are you kidding me? Conservative about what? You're not conservative about the meanness. You're not conservative about the pettiness. You're not conservative about the lies. You're not conservative about, ooh, the election was stolen. You're not conservative about that. What are you conservative about? Help me understand what you are conservative about. You're not conservative about the amount of piss you put in a bucket. Republicans kill me. That's why I don't got no I don't got no peace or patience for them. I just don't. So when I so when I see somebody like a Bob Stefanowski who has he renounced Donald Trump and then and the whole Republican foolishness? No. Oh no, I'm I'm not that Republican. I'm not I'm not like that. What well, what are you like? Because I hear what you I hear what you're saying, but what what are you not like? <laughs> Because I think y'all, and you're not getting my vote. That's all I have to say. It's like, you're not getting my vote. I'm never voting for Republicans. Never. Unless, I'm never going to do it. So, that's just, I'm not voting for slave catchers. I said it. That's it. I know. A Republican is not like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not voting for every Republican. I'm just not voting for the ones that I cannot vote for. You know, the ones here in the state where I'm at. I'm not voting for any of them. So I, I don't I don't concern myself with all Republicans. I'm just not voting for the ones here. <laughs> I can't control other ones anywhere else. I dare say. Anyway, I got to get up out of here. Tomorrow's Friday. I'm excited because Friday, we love Fridays. We love Fridays. And uh, I'm looking forward to Friday. I hope you are too. And uh, listen, take advantage of this day because it's lovely out. And then, you know, back to previously scheduled weather. But (laughs) enjoy yourselves out there. Be safe. And uh, don't hurt nobody. And uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all more than you know. I appreciate all the the messages that I get and the emails and uh, and when you see me out there in the streets and you and you're just amazed that I talk for two hours or that I have interesting guests. I appreciate that. I do because I pick I talk to people who I want to talk to and I love that ability and I talk to the most interesting people around seriously. And uh, and I'm grateful for that. So thank you all for listening to me on a Thursday. Let me go put on some clothes, some other clothes, and get in the wind and enjoy this wonderful day that looks so bright. Yay! Because it was rainy for the last couple of days. Felt like I lived in Seattle. <laughs> no shade to the people in Seattle, but it rains an awful lot there. So thank you, Nora, for uh, rolling out, ro- sitting in the background today. And- Handling the show. You've done a great job this week. Seamless, even. Seamless, I must say. So I appreciate you. So I'm on my way out. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning, Friday. That's my car wash clap. Y'all know car. You hear you. Those who know the car wash, you hear you hear Rolls Royce. You hear the music. You hear the music. You wait for the music to pop up. Anyway, I got to go. All right, Nora, play me out.
Love